I'm Josh Swartz. And I'm William Millingworth. Hosts of the High Tech Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Happy holidays, everybody. Coming up on this episode of Podcast PD, AJ and I are going to discuss and ask the question, is professional development broken? Let's start the show. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Podcast PD. My name is Chris Nessie. This is episode 135. It's the holiday season. We're ringing it in here. And I'm joined as always by the podcast Paisano himself, AJ Bianco. What just happened? <laughs> hey, how you doing over there? What do you mean, what just happened? What What was that? Okay. You just outed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? What was that? Well, look, I, I have never heard that new music. That's new music to me. I'm like beside myself. Okay, you just outed yourself. Yeah, I did, and that's fine. Because... Like life is busy. I'll out myself. I haven't heard that music. AJ. That was not the music the last time we recorded. <laughs> no. Okay. Now you are correct. Normally, I play the old intro because I had yet to update. The intro here on StreamYard, which is the platform that we do the live streams on. But for the last year, no, the, what I just played <laughs> is the theme song that goes into the episodes that get released on the podcast. So that's awesome. Thank you for not listening to our show <laughs> when it comes out. Hey man, life is busy. I think everybody kind of understands like where I'm at with the wonderful podcast. I also have the uh, the soundboard hooked back up, so we can bring back classics like "Smack Me in the Face." <laughs> oh, my favorite! I love the soundboard so much. I know, but it's been gone for a long time. So it's been a, it's been a while, and I haven't been unhappy about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I get my sound. Uh, I get my soundboard fill with the morning show I do at school. Because I've got to, I've, I, I just crush it. So I'm, I just get to do all that. Anyway, we've got some people. Hey, also, yeah, hey, teachers on fire over here. My man Tim Cavey. What's going on? What's he going loves on? the music. So, so obviously he he's not listening. Obviously, either. Tim has not listened to our podcast as a podcast either in the last That's twelve okay. months. That's okay. Yeah, things are busy, man. Things are busy. Yeah, I I, I gave the the show a little audio rebranding refresh at the beginning of 2023 when we switched to the one episode a month format, which I'm sure we could talk about at the near end of this episode. But anyway, uh, if you're uh, watching us live YouTube, so and you might be nice. watching again on LinkedIn or YouTube or X, leave a comment in the chat and let us know what is going on, where you are, where you're listening from, and certainly contribute to 
the conversation AJ and I are going to have this evening. And again, the topic for this, our last episode of 2023 is, is professional development broken? I have some thoughts. I think AJ has some thoughts on this and you who is listening or watching live may have thoughts, but if you're listening after the fact on the podcast side, please let us know your thoughts on this question as well. So AJ, I will kick it off and we can kind of, you know, ping pong it back and forth. Um, but I really think that professional development currently is broken on, on many levels for so many people. And I've got some things I can share firsthand experience, but what, what do you say here initially? Uh, I'm torn. I'm torn. Um, because I, I feel like professional development is not what it was. And I feel like I don't, I don't, I don't know how we can get back there. I, I feel like with professional development, if we're talking from school districts, we're talking from, you know, individual schools itself, we're talking about from ourselves as professionals. I don't think we're doing the same thing we did even five years ago. I would agree with that. So I, I, I think that the pandemic definitely had a uh, major hand in how we do professional development. Um, I feel like some people took advantage of the fact that they could do more professional development. That's not good professional development. So I guess, yes, it's probably broken, but I don't know if it can ever be what it was. And you know, that that's weird to say, I think for both of us, because I don't think we were entirely happy with what professional development was when we reflect on a time where we think it was maybe less broken, right? I haven't been happy with professional development almost my entire career. And when I say that, I've never really been happy with the PD that a school or district provides, right? From my perspective, and for a good part of that time that we've known each other, you were a classroom teacher. So you, you've been a part of the same types of mandated PD, sit and get, you know, listening to people who haven't been in the classroom for quite some time, or maybe they never taught your subject area or worked at the same grade level or group of students that you work with. You know, we've all experienced that. And I think it is that type of PD that led to the rise of what we believe to be better PD, right? Once we became connected educators and social media became more of a factor for educators, teachers, administrators, everybody involved, you know, whether it was Twitter, uh, Facebook groups, right? Listening to podcasts certainly became more popular. That's why we're here doing this and, you know, other things that we do. Um, but the broken thing is, and you mentioned the pandemic, right? And I don't know that, at least from my purview, that I've seen people kind of return and go back to trying to seek quality or make the most of what professional development opportunities are out there. And I don't know that there are those get up and go getters that are creating the PD opportunities. What do you think? When you say the get up and go getters, what, what do you what do you mean by that? I'm I'm like, thinking of things, and, like, and here I'll, I'll reflect on 
something like EdCamp, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. EdCamp, New Jersey. I've been involved with EdCamp, New Jersey since 2013, 2014, mm-hmm. right? For the last right. you know five, six years, I've been at the top of running EdCamp, New Jersey, along with the cast of others. And I've seen a big shift in New Jersey PD, for example, right? There are people who used to be, you know, they bled EdCamp. I haven't seen them in years, right? And I know life happens, things change in your career, right? For sure. But they're gone from everything, whether it's social media, Twitter chats, like where did they go? I know they're still in education, right? You know, I haven't seen those numbers come back to something like EdCamp, right? And it's been a struggle. I, I, I mean, it's always been a struggle to get people to give up a Saturday, right? But EdCamp, in New Jersey used to be, you remember, every almost every other weekend, once, twice a month, there would be something to go to outside of your school or your district. There were tons of conferences, not just EdCamp, so many different types of conferences. And the big ones are still out there, right? You've got your, uh, your different administrator conferences for principals, vice principals. You've got ISTE. You've got FETC in Florida. Um, I don't feel like people are really going there or, or really getting good PD. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to tackle this. Right. And then when, when you, when you posed the question to me last week, Oh, it, it's so hard, right? Because I'm thinking about PD on so many different levels. You know, those, those conferences that you're talking about, the Ed Camps, the, was it, the Ed Nados that we went yeah. to, the the Ed Leader Camps, and yeah, all that stuff. That was that was us, right? Not us, us, but like that was us, this, the people. That, that was those people who were looking to be together to collaborate and and do more and be better. Right, dude, that was 14, 12, 14 years ago now. Oh my gosh, right? When you think about that, like, yeah, it's it's 12, 14 years ago, so like things are going to change, and I think you know, people's positions change, people's time and education has changed. You know, you, you, you get at, you get to that seven year itch, you get to the 10 years, you, you get to the point where you're like, okay, I, I got this now. A lot of those ed camps are good, but they don't offer what everybody needs. You know, when, when I find myself at an ed camp, I gravitate towards more of the leadership uh, sessions, or I'll go to a session where I think I can find a way to best support teachers. But if we're not on the same mindset, we're not going to be able to I- enjoy the PD that way, you know, um, we're not having those, those conferences anymore. You know, they're not popping up like they used to. The, the, the major conferences, I don't want to travel halfway across the country, you know, on my dime for something that you really have to be invested to go to like an ASCD or an SD. You know, you really have to find that one little piece that you can hold on to and, and, and enjoy you know, how many times do you go and you hear, oh, ASCD was fantastic. Why? 
Oh, I saw so-and-so and so. What about the sessions? Keynote was really good. Great. What about the sessions? Oh, I didn't go to the sessions. I won't. So why am I going to spend that money yeah, that, and leave my that's family? That's a lot of money to network or shake right. hands and have yeah, dinners and drink yeah. cocktails, whatever. Yeah. Right. You know, it's time off of work. It's money out of your pocket. Maybe your district will cover a little bit of it, but you're, you're still going to have to, you know, uh, you're still going to have to figure out your own way. But when I think about PD now, I'm thinking about PD that we're delivering to, to staff, you know, and like when I think about the PD that's being offered on opening days or, you know, teacher days, like it's crap. You know, when I think about, when I think about, um, faculty meetings, like I sometimes feel like this could be an email, but like, I argue that, yeah, it could be an email, but it's very nice to have everybody in the same room because we don't do that often, you know? So like we, we, we think about those PDs where it was like, what do you do for a faculty meeting? That's the PD that I'm focused on. What do we do for a district that brings people together? What's the mindset of teachers now, you know, when we're in this, like, are there too many initiatives that PD doesn't fit? So like, no matter what I do, is it meeting the needs of my staff who is struggling with? ELA assessments or, you know, data analysis, what kind of PD can I bring to that? You know? So I, I think we're just all misaligned in education right now that PD is not matching where we need to go. If that makes any sense. No, that does that. The idea of it, it's mismatched, right? It's, I mean, initiative after initiative, you know, I, I've got uh, a couple friends in, in various districts and, you know, y you hear them comment, you know, cause you know, we, we talk shop, you know, when, you know, we're just hanging out and things. And, you know, I've heard comments in the last couple of years where it's like, this is, you know, the big initiative in my district, blah, 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 fill in the blanks. And, you know, you don't get to it until, you know, November, December. And then you're tasked with, you know, almost busy work that gets you through till the end of the year or till like April. And then all of a sudden, all right, we're going to think about stuff. We'll do it next year. And then nothing happens at the end of the year with PD. And then the cycle begins again, where we don't come back in September and October and talk about what we did the previous year. It's all right, here, here's the new thing we're, we're presenting to you. It's like a vicious cycle. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the things in, in our, in our district is right now is a major focus on SEL, right? So I'm sure it's a lot of people around here, especially in New Jersey, big focus on SEL. So, you know, we have, we have coaches, we have consultants, those people are doing PD on their time, but are they really, are they reaching the entire school? No, they're meeting with cohorts. So only a small group is getting that PD. Is that good PD for everybody? Probably, but doesn't fit the, the overall goal of the initiative, you know? So like you're doing pockets of PD and then people are not all on board. You know, so I, I we're, 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 we're misaligned. And it's not, not completely. even that people aren't on board. It's you get people who are excluded from like what you just said, there could be valuable right. learning opportunities, but not everybody gets to be a part of it. Or, you know, I, I'm really over the last few years when it comes to testing and assessment, I feel bad for English teachers and math teachers, right? Mm -hmm. I hear I, people mm -hmm. tell me all the time. Yeah. You know, I, I never get to do some of the other PD because I'm always getting pulled for something related to my subject area. 
because we got to get our test scores up. We got to keep, you know, that going. Yep. So everything tests, everything's test scores. GD tests. Hmm. Real quick, I want to shout out uh, Jacob Dunn. He's checking us out on YouTube. And his question, when has professional development ever been fitting? <laughs> I think that's one of the, th- that question alone is what has driven or what drove a lot of educators to seek out their own PD. Right. Right. And, right. and even then you'll look at, so there's, I think there's a decline in ed camps. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if you go, I mean, I, I think a little bit pre pandemic ed camp was quote unquote sold, right. They became, they're not their own thing. Now they're through digital right. promise. I mean, if you go to their digital website, promise. you can, mm-hmm. you can see when they're and where ed camps are happening, but they're not happening nearly at the clip they were pre pandemic. Right. Right. Numbers are down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You look at social media and all the people who were participating in Twitter chats, for example, how many Twitter chats do you participate in? Um, what's less than zero? Mm, negative numbers. We'll have to ask the math people. But we go. can't. They're in PD. I have not. I have not been on a Twitter chat since before the pandemic. I, and there were a lot of them. There used to be whole websites tons. dedicated to all the hashtags. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Um. I think the the only one that I know I'm actively aware of would be SatChat, which takes place on Saturday Sat mornings. Chat, yeah. And occasionally I will pop in and even that chat has changed. Used I think it used to be an hour. Now it's always a half hour. Now it's a half hour. Three questions. It seems very right. automated. Right. And, it, and that even that quote unquote community doesn't seem to be what it was. I think you hit something there. I think since all these tools and even Twitter itself, where you can automate your tweets and schedule them and time them, you know, if you saw the questions in advance, you can answer them right there. You're not having the conversation anymore. I think I did that once or twice just to see what that would be like. Yeah. So I could like see what other yeah. people were saying. And mm-hmm. while I was kind of physically, virtually present, it wasn't the same as trying to think and tweet no. and figure out my response. No. It's not the same thing. Right. No, it's not the same thing. It's not. It's not kind of forget like where the conversation is going and when that happens. And I've, I mean, over time, I would say maybe 2015, 2016, once I started podcasting, right. I really lost interest in Twitter chats and that's Mm -hmm. just a personal thing. And, you know, I, I always thought, and I've done episodes about this before. I think we've talked about it here before in the past about what could or should Twitter chats evolve into, right? Why, like, mm. that's why we do the live stream, right? There was always that goal in my mind, at least that we could be talking, interact with the chat, you know, having the podcast, people could send us questions or we could kind of build community and get the conversation going in a different way. Right. But even that right. hasn't taken off the way that I would have liked, whether it's this podcast, House of Ed Tech, other things that I'm involved with, you know. Well, it's a select few. You know, like, like you got to hit it right. You know, like we do our Sunday night thing. Sunday nights are tough for people, but you look at a dude like uh, Principal Cafele, dude's on, that dude is, is on fire, right? You get onto his podcast, you look at the stream on, he's everywhere, you know, he's doing the same thing we are, but like he hits it right. 
that he's just got his followers and they're 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 there and they're they're chatting and listening and doing all that stuff. But that's like, what we're missing followers. <laughs> but no, like we're a podcast, yeah. though. You know, I, that's that's the hardest part about this is like we try to do the live stream, but in the end, we're still a podcast. Yeah, and that's like. Like, I feel like I'm just talking to you and like, I know there's some people listening, but I know there's people listening later on. You know what yeah. I mean? So if you're listening right now and you're not listening live, reach out to us. <laughs> of course, loyal listener and fan of the show. Stephanie Scrocky is here on YouTube. She just left a comment. She tried some Twitter chats mm. uh, as a newcomer. It's also intimidating, right? Some of the groups are so tight. It feels awkward. Stephanie. I've been in, uh, air quotes abound, right? Since, I don't know, I got on Twitter. I felt like I was trying to be a part of something. And I have also here, you know, 12, 14 years later, still feel like I'm on the outside looking in. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and she says that makes it yeah. tough to build that community. Right. And I think it's just also tough right now to build a community, right? Because I think there's... I'm going to say this. I think there's different tiers of, of these individuals who are out there, right? You have, you know, that upper echelon who was authors that everybody wants to speak to and look towards as like the gurus. They're not, <laughs> you know, they're not, they're just somebody who just put their, their words on paper. It's not like, I don't think anybody is an expert, you know, I don't, cause everything is changing so often. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago with, with, with Adam and the AI books. Like, you're not an expert. You're not going to be an expert. You might have a little knowledge. Like Adam even says, no matter how involved he is in an AI, he's not an expert. He's still learning. Yeah. And I listen to Adam like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I feel the same way about, right? you know, podcasting, right? I've been doing it. It'll be 10 years in January. I'm not an expert. I still actively listen and consume content about how to do it better. Right. Right. You know, old friend of the show, Dave Franjosa, you know, with his, um, with his grading practices, you know, people look at, um, who is it? Rick, uh, Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You got a guy like that and you got some other guys who everybody is like bowing down to these people. They haven't been in the classroom for how long? You know, so they're not experts anymore. They're just using past practices, you know, and like people who like Dave, who are still working with, you know, standards based. And, and I know Dave doesn't like when I call it standards based, but that's what people know it as like, <laughs> he's still working with that in the classroom and making changes daily. And people aren't gravitating to that because they don't want new. They want the, the expert, the guy who has been in the classroom forever. Yeah. You know, so like th those tiers of people that everybody's looking up to, like, I felt like we were in the middle, like we were well-known around New Jersey. We drop, doesn't matter because we don't do it anymore. Like that stuff doesn't matter. You know, that was my PD. That was great PD, but now it doesn't matter anymore. What does matter? <laughs> Coming home happy from work. <laughs> Feeling like you made a difference in, in somebody's life every day. Yeah. I, I, I mean... Recently, I've kind of, and, and I, I kind of hinted at this because you had texted me about, you know, some job openings. And I said to you, like, for me, yes, I want to learn. I want to be, you know, the best possible classroom teacher I can be. And, you know, but when it comes to climbing the ladder, I've given up. 
right? <laughs> there's 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 a position in in I'll throw this out there. I again, I'm at this point. I do not care anymore. There's a position in my district that is open. I know I would be great for it, but you know what? It's a position I've applied for and has been passed over multiple times for. And somebody this week came to me and said, "Hey, Ness, you going to apply for uh, such and such job?" And I said, "No." And he's like, "Why not?" I was like, "Because I've, I've already been passed over for it twice. I'm done. <laughs> I'm happy Look, in my classroom. It, it, it I'm depends. happy doing the podcasting, in and right. out of school. But and that's what it, that's what it comes down to, man. It comes out to the fact that like you you've brought yourself to the point where you are happy doing what you're doing." Like, obviously, like you've wanted for so long to be in that other role, but maybe the other role wasn't happening because you can do the things that you're doing now. Yeah. I mean, I'll be transparent. Seven years ago, we had conversations. I really wanted to be Mm -hmm. one of these upper echelon people. I wanted to be perceived as the expert, the guru. I'll be honest. I wanted to be bowed down to. (laughs) And perspectives shift. Right. I Mm -hmm. have come to better appreciate the opportunities that I actually do have instead of chasing what I think would be better, which is kind of apropos here at the holiday season, a la George Bailey, wondering what life would be like had he not been born. Luckily, this is all not a fantasy and (laughs) the toilet is upstairs. So that's kind of where I'm at. Which is kind of a little bit off the rails from where we started the conversation. That's okay. No, because PD PD is is what takes you to these places. So I guess since we we, we can't just sit here and like complain about it, when you think about you know what what goes on around us, how can we if we believe it's broken, how can we fix PD or how can we bring about a positive change? I, I gotta go. I have to go classic Gandhi, right? Be the change that you want to see in the world. So when Mm. it comes to education, I still have the drive and desire to help those around me, right? To, to be an example, right? To be a, I know we don't always like this term, a teacher leader, right? Mm. So for example, in my district in January, I am basically facilitating a half a day PD that is going to be an Ed Camp style PD, right? I told the principal, all right, this is what you want done. I will handle it. So I did all the correspondence. I solicited a proposal. So it's going to be kind of pseudo Ed Camp where teachers will have choice, but I solicited proposals for sessions and got enough Mm -hmm. sessions that we can run, I think 11 or 12 things that are very different. And you've got teachers who are stepping up to lead PD and kind of bringing in some of that ed camp mentality. So I created resources about how to lead an ed camp style session, how to attend an ed camp style session. And, you know, coming up in January, we will see how that goes, where teachers have choice and can attend three different things and they can use the rule of two feet if they walk into something, you know, so I'm going to try and push for those things, right? When mm-hmm. I was at ed camp, New Jersey, mm-hmm. I told my superintendent, we should be doing something like this at the district level. And I think that's why we get this opportunity in January, because I pushed for it. So that is not something I'm going to stop doing, right? I will try to attend 
other conferences if I'm able to, right? Mm -hmm. But that's going to be to to teach and share, right? I'll, I'll be at NJECC in March, oh. presenting with who might be the finest presenter I've ever been married to. <laughs> so my wife and I are going to be attending and leading two sessions together. And, you know, may we make a difference oh. talking about AI and podcasting. So I'm going to keep doing what I believe is right. Yeah. What about you? How are you going to change um, the world? You know, I, I'm, I'm struggling with this. And this is something I told you a while ago, you know, and, and this is kind of how we got the topic rolling again with Adam. Um, show and Bart, for any of those who are not listeners. Um, I feel distant. I feel like I like I feel like I still have my finger on the pulse of education, but I don't know what's going on. It sounds weird, but like maybe because there's so many initiatives, maybe because there's so many buzzwords, you know, we're all trying to keep our head above water. I'm trying to figure out how to best support a variety of staff and help them and, and all that. And I, and I just don't know where to go. And I don't know what's good enough to help everyone, hmm. you know, while the district's goal is, for example, SEL, or if it was DEI, you know, there's different camps with both of those initiatives. You can't bring about a PD that's going to make everyone happy. You know, this is not like our technology tools that can help you tomorrow PD anymore. That stuff is done. You know, that, 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 that helped me get to, get to a couple of places that I wanted to be, but like, that's done. Everybody knows Google, you know, everybody knows the tools out there. Everybody knows how to use them and everybody knows a flip classroom and all that kind of stuff. So like, you know, my niche, 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 <laughs> however you want to say it, right? That, I'm out. So now like I need to like reshape my thinking and figure out how to really become the leader and help people that way, or I need to change my routine on PD and go more towards like, hey, leader, but do I want to be a consultant or do I want to be a just a facilitator guy? And I don't know if that makes sense because I, I, I don't know. I don't know where to go with PD and I don't know how to bring it to my school to help my teachers because I want it to be fun. You know, I want it to be an engaging faculty meeting, but like, I look at their faces at the end of the day. I'm like, you don't want to be here. I'm not going to make you do rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's tough. You know, actually, that'll uh, might be a good opportunity to transition into what at least I'm listening to because I do have a podcast that I wanted to share that I, I haven't yet finished. I'm 27 minutes in, got 23 minutes to go, uh, but I have to go back to the art of manliness well. And this is the episode of Art of Manliness from November 15th of this year, 2023. And the title of the episode is The Leadership Qualities That Will Set You Apart from the Pack. Okay. Um, this is from uh, he, Brett McKay, the host of the show. He interviews William Vanderblomen. And he's the author of the book, Be the Unicorn, 12 Data-Driven Habits 
that separate the best leaders from the rest. Have you listened to this? I see you shaking your head. Have you listened to this or are you interested in listening? I didn't. I'm very interested. I was looking into it when you sent it to me. I haven't had a chance to sit down and listen to it because I kind of got caught up in some other podcasts. Um, none of them that have been like amazing, but I would like to get to this one. Um, and I was very interested, very intrigued. I'm about halfway like, through, I, I, and the the author William, his his story and his background, uh, obviously not in education, right? This is not an education podcast. Right. Um, has a has a ministry background, religious background, uh, but it's not invisible sky buddy heavy content. Uh, but it's how mm-hmm. he can, through his book, you can apply what he's learned about leadership in that realm, and how it can be applied. How any leader can learn from these. 12 things. So again, I'm about halfway through. Um, I'll probably be finished by the time you're hearing this episode of the podcast. So it'll be in the show notes, podcastpd.com slash 135. Uh, or if you're listening here on the podcast side, it is a swipe or a tap away in the app that you're listening in. That, that data-driven piece is kind of what like threw me when you shared it. Well, I'm halfway through and they're not talking yeah. numbers per se, but it's it's based on some research the guy has done, really. Okay, so that's what it is. I was wondering where the data-driven piece yeah. comes into play. So thank you. I'll listen it, it, to it's, it. It's I'll, not, gotta... not going to make your head spin with numbers. Good, because anything makes my head spin lately. <laughs> Have you been listening to anything? Um, what was the last thing I listened to? So I'm bouncing around. Uh, I'll give a shout-out to my buddy at No Quit Living, Christopher Worth. Um, his podcast is back up and he's doing a little bit different uh, method of podcasting. He's doing like a three to five minute episode during the week, like Monday through Thursday. And then on Fridays, he usually has a guest. So the last one that I was kind of digging on was um, his, his no quit living number 418. And the guest was Brian Johnson. And I was listening to this. I didn't get a chance to finish this, just like you had mentioned. I was at my son's basketball practice while I was listening, uh, listening to this. Um, but I'll just I'll kind of give you the rundown. Brian Johnson is an author, um, and that was that was uh, that was pretty cool. So Brian Johnson is the founder and CEO of Heroic Public Benefit Corporation and the author of Arate, Activate Your Heroic Potential. He's 50% philosopher, 50% CEO, and 101% committed to helping create a world in which 51% of humanity is flourishing by the year 2051. Uh, As a philosopher, teacher, he's helped millions of people from the world, trained 10,000 people plus. Um, And I think that his idea of life and how we can bring about a positive life and the things you could do to help yourself. And I'm very interested in his book, this Arate. It's based on like his life story, but it's like got a little stoicism in there. And since I'm like a Ryan Holiday themed right now, that's a, this is the episode. So episode 418 of No Quit Living Podcast with Brian Johnson and my guy, Chris Worth. Uh, I suggest you give a listen. He's had some great guests on there recently. Uh, the next episode I'm digging into, he's got David Goggins. So uh, if anybody knows who David Goggins is, anybody out there? Yeah, maybe. Okay. He's an author as well and a former, I believe, Marine. So his story is pretty cool. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. And again, that'll also be in our show notes for this episode. And if you listen to our recommendations, let us know what you think. We're on social media. You can certainly 
reach out. I am at Mr. Nessie. AJ is still at AJ Bianco. Still me. Still you. Still me. <laughs> um, uh, I'll give you. Another, I'll give you another one yeah, too. Go ahead. Because it's coming to the. It's coming to the end. Um, I've mentioned this a long time is ago. Is this the songs that make 60 the song? <laughs> go ahead. Sixty songs that explain the nineties. Uh, it's no longer sixty songs. He's now gone up to like one hundred and twenty. But he's written a book, um, just like songs that explain the nineties, and uh, podcast coming to an end. So, if you really are a nineties baby and you want to hear some stories about the music we used to listen to, that's the podcast. I think when you talked about that, I think he was only maybe ten or twelve episodes into the whole thing. Right. Wow. Right. I, I don't know what number he's on. Is that a Spotify exclusive he has, he has still, a or can you get it anywhere? Yeah, Spotify exclusive. Okay. Spotify exclusive. Brought to you by The Ringer. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very yeah, cool. He's got some good ones. He's got some good ones. All right. Before we say goodbye for the new year, we just want to take a moment and thank our executive producers. We want to thank Holly Landez, Sandy Hartman, and of course, Stephanie Scrocky. If you would like to become an executive producer of Podcast PD, go to podcastpd.com slash executive producer. And this is for you, the listener, if you really get value from our conversations and you want to support our efforts in creating this content for you. You can support us on a monthly or a yearly basis. And if you support us on a monthly basis, we will send you an awesome Podcast PD executive producer sticker. And if you take the leap of faith and you support us for a year up front, we will send you the sticker. We will send you a Podcast PD mug and a really nice Podcast PD t-shirt. If you are getting value, go to podcastpd.com slash executive producer. And again, thank you for all the support from Holly, Sandy, and Stephanie. So AJ, we've come to the end of 2023. This was a different year for Podcast PD where we did a live stream each month and turned that into one episode per month. So we have met our 12-episode obligation for the year. I'm going to ask you right here live, do you want to continue to do a monthly episode in 2024? Let's, let's stick to the month for right now. Sounds good. You know, I'm totally cool with that. I know you are, but it 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 sucks. But at the same time, it it's what best fits. I mean, how many how many times I text you tonight? Hold on, I'm putting the kids to bed. Gotta go pick up lotto <laughs> tickets. I'll be right back. Let's just record. Not because like, he's a compulsive gambler. Okay. Is he, no, no, no. I need to get tickets for people in my school. If you're listening to this in my school, surprise, you're getting lotto tickets. Some of you, not all of Ooh. you. Don't don't think I have money for that. Select few. There you go. All right, so we we will be back in January. Right. We, we actually are we're working on getting a guest or two for our January episode. And how's that going? Uh, by working on it means I, I need to send the initial correspondence. Thanks for putting me on the spot. <laughs> uh, but by the time you are hearing <laughs> you this as a podcast, it. it should be out. Locked and loaded, baby. Well, yeah. Um, looks like we will be back hopefully on Sunday, January 28th. 2024. Before we go, AJ, I want to say it's a pleasure to create this podcast with you. I look forward to continuing to create it with you. Maybe we'll do that other podcast we do. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, one. that one. Um, yeah. I want to wish you a, uh, a happy holidays to you and your family. 
publicly. And of course, I'll text you some bitmojis as well. But happy holidays. And I'm sure. Glad you're my friend. Happy holidays to you, Christopher. Happy holidays to everyone out there. Merry, Merry New Year. Because I think if we come back on the 28th, it, it's not appropriate to do okay, it then. Okay, well, if you're going to do it then, then you've got to do it. I got I to do it. I got to do it. Merry New Year! It's, 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 it's tradition at this point. And it's one of my, it's one of my favorite memes to send out on uh, New Year's Day. And I think my wife is probably fed up with it. But that's just too bad. Because it's, it's ingrained in me now. Let's do it again. Bring it back. I mean, say it again. Merry New Year. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Happy holidays and happy New Year to you who is listening. Thank you for listening. And we will see you in 2024. Is that the shadow? (laughs) Stephanie, thanks for joining us live. And uh, Tim, if you're still watching, thank you for watching live. Jacob, thank you for checking us out. And uh, we'll be back. See ya. See you in 24. Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at Podcast PD on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag Podcast PD. To connect with AJ and myself, we are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy, and we hope you enjoy Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.